Hello, and welcome to the Stop Devaluation Podcast. I'm your host and founder of the Stop Devaluation Movement, Melody Hilton. The heart of this movement is to see the value in all of humanity and live courageous lifestyles of using our power for good instead of harm. We can affect change by choosing validation over judgment. And I hope you'll take your place and make a positive impact in this world. Welcome, everyone. Today, it's my honor to host Tanel Dickens. Thank you so much for being here a second time. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you having me on. Tanel, you're an actress, a woman's rights activist. You're a coach and an international public speaker. And I know you, you have passion for authentic leadership, which was our first interview for the Stop Devaluation Movement. Uh, but today I'm so excited to, to unpack another subject that's so relevant to everyone, and that is really purpose, it's vision. And so to now I've learned how necessary it is to have vision that propels us forward. But isn't it true? Our world is changing so rapidly, and I don't know about you, but I've faced a lot of challenges. Uh, we've lived through times where our vision was hindered, we faced disappointments, we got discouraged, and we didn't always know how to advance in the midst of those challenges. Tanel, how can we and how have you held steady to your vision? I do agree with you. There's been so much that's taken place through this pandemic. You find there's a lot of people that are really, really going through a time where they're really looking at their vision and wondering, can it come to pass? You know, how am I going to bring about this business or whatever aspect of their life they're trying to advance? And I would say the first thing would be to stay flexible. Flexibility Mm. is a key element to making sure vision comes to pass. Here's why. If we are not flexible, then we will end up giving up on our vision because life is really never straightforward. Business is not straightforward. Nothing that we do that's really worthwhile is straightforward. Most things that are long-range vision or your purpose, they tend to have winding roads and things that come up. Mm-hmm. I think the most important thing that we can do is like look at the big picture. The big picture is really, really important. If we keep always focusing on the details or the problems that come up or the difficulties that come up, then you find we tend to get discouraged. A lot of people, what they have to zero in on is that big picture and the why. Uh Why am I doing what I'm doing? What's the purpose behind my business? What's the purpose behind um, my career? Why am I doing it? When we look at the why, then we have more of a reason to, to move forward and to continue going in the midst of adversity or difficulty. So it's not just about having a goal. It's having the reason for that goal and the vision behind that goal. Is that how you would view that? Exactly, exactly. Because goals and vision or purpose is is very, very different. You think about it, uh, purpose propels vision. And the goals are the way you get to accomplish that. There you go. So many people have goals, but they do not have a purpose. You see, through this pandemic, you find a lot of people, what they've been reassessing is not so much their goals. 
if we were to sit back and look at it, we'd recognize that we have been reassessing our vision, our purpose. Mm-hmm. People have been functioning in position for a period of time, and now they're beginning to try to find out, well, wait a minute, why? Why was I doing this again? Many people are not going back to jobs because they really didn't find purpose in it. Right. So it's taking everyone back to the drawing board, which is why am I here and what is my, like you would say, my valuable contribution? What am I uh, doing to contribute to this world exactly? What was I born for or made for? What, what's my big vision? What's my purpose? A lot of people are asking that right now because, like I said, purpose propels vision and goals are the way we get there. So when you understand that this is what I am made for, a pandemic is not going to stop it. When the world is changing so rapidly, and so you have your vision, you've set your goals or how you're going to fulfill that, and then all of a sudden things change, and our world faces a new uh, dynamic problem, challenge, or even we just personally face something new. How do you maintain your vision when things are changing so rapidly? I think support systems definitely is one of the main ways we maintain moving forward. Mm -hmm. And a support system is, is a very, very key thing. We are not an island unto ourselves. And that means we need to have people around about us that are not necessarily going in the same direction, but they're going to keep going. We're going to help them going, mm-hmm. keep going, and they are also going to be moving forward. If I'm around um, individuals that are speaking negative about everything that's happening, everything is, you know, uh, gloom and doom, then my mentality is going to be shaped according to the narrative of that group of people. But if I'm in the midst of a group of people that can see past the pandemic and past what's currently happening into the future, and they understand that there is a hope, that things are going to change, that we bear solutions, then that's a whole different narrative. And that means that how I move forward is going to be directly affected by that. The other thing is it's reassessing our actions and honing into our value system. Prior to the pandemic, you think a lot of people were just, we were just kind of going and moving and, you know, we, we were going, some people were going so fast, they really didn't get a chance to ground themselves. And the pandemic put so much to a halt that it caused the entire world to reassess, where are we going? What are we doing? Is our Do we have a value system that supports family? Mm-hmm. Do we have a value system that supports community? Do, so we began to, the whole world was reassessing a lot of things at that point in time. And again, I'm going back to remaining flexible, remaining flexible. You know, we have to understand that life, again, is not straight. There are winding roads. Mm-hmm. And the winding roads are things that sometimes make us. Yeah. It builds us. It strengthens us. So we, we have to look at life as a winding road with different things that come up, but our perception shapes how we benefit from that. If I encounter a negative situation, I can say, well, this is horrible. I'm never going to recover from this. This will never happen. Or I can figure out what are the good things in the midst of it. How is this benefiting me? What am I learning from this? If I look at it that way, it's going to make me more resilient. It's not going to cause me to so easily give up. I love how you said we need a support system. We need to surround ourselves with carriers of hope. We need to surround ourselves with those who have developed a resiliency. So when we get discouraged, we get around someone who says, listen, 
I've been down this road. I uh, bought that T-shirt. I've gone through these things. And they just give us hope. They give us a, 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 a strength internally to partner with not just shared values, but to discover our values, our internal motivators, so we hold steady to the course. Because I love how you said earlier, how we do things might change, but we're still driven by values and purpose and passion. I've kind of learned how to redefine success for Melody Hilton. I've looked at my life and I said, okay, there was a hindrance here and a hindrance there. What is success to me? And it was, I was able to take all the things I was doing and keep the things that were truly successful, things that would really um, mark my value, uh, the value that I add to society and how I generate value, those things, because the more we generate value, the more successful we are. So I redefine success in so many ways in the midst of the challenge. So how do you define success? For me, success, you know, a lot of people define, but the general uh, I would say that the general belief about success has to do with, I'm going to put it in, uh, put this in there about money, about um, fame, about, you know, fortune, big houses, cars. Um, but here's why we know that's not what success is. Here's why. It's the, the fruit of that. You have a lot of people through this time that are, are quote unquote, very successful according to what certain people groups view successful as, and people were committing suicide. They were going through anxiety. And that means, were they not successful, in the, but they were successful according to a certain value system? Now, I would say my definition of success does not have to do with money. Of course, those things will come. There are some things that will naturally come. But I believe success has to do with, one, really being able to make that contribution mm-hmm. to people, to community, being able to use all of who you are to benefit people around about you in a way that propels them forward, that is success. I agree 100% because when it's all said and done, it is people, our family, those we do life with, and how we contribute to our world, how we impact the life of someone else. That really defines success. Wow, I I really appreciate that because all you have accomplished and all the realms in which you lead and you impact and you coach, all of it is driven by impacting people for good. Let me ask you this, because I know you are filled with so much passion and so much motivation, and um, I've connected to so many in this season that have lost their motivation. Uh, What do you believe is the number one thing that demotivates us, that hinders our ability to pursue our goals, our vision, and hinders our ability to maybe even discover our unique purpose? Fair. (laughs) Fair is the number one thing that hinders that. Fear. Mm-hmm. I would say fear of man, fear of the future, fear of greatness, fear of failure, fear of the unknown fear. Fear shuts down our ability to even access the greatness in us or access our potential. Fear shuts down our ability to be able to see, to, to, to be able to tap into our purpose, even get vision. Fear. Fear is the number one, not just demotivator, but it literally is a stopper. 
That's so true. One thing I've learned is we become the opposite of who we are when we are afraid. So if we are uh, passionate to connect to people, when we step into fear, we'll pull away and we'll withdraw. So whatever we were designed to do and designed to contribute to our world, literally fear will sabotage that and we'll act opposite of the gift that we hold. Exactly. Exactly. So you have this amazing voice, but when fear comes in, we can't talk, we can't articulate, we can't communicate, we can't share, we can't be authentic, which is something we talked about before. Fear does sabotage us. Yes. Fear, fear makes us do the opposite. And when we, see, when we are afraid, a couple of things happen. One is that we are caught up in the thought process. Mm-hmm. The thoughts that are going through our mind at that point in time is not beneficial, it's not healthy, and it's rewiring us for something that we were not made to be. When we begin to be afraid, the thoughts are disempowering thoughts. So those thoughts are thoughts that's going to set us back. Mm -hmm. It's going to cause us to squelch our potential. When we become afraid, we it's like fight or flight that, yep. we, that we switch into. We are not functioning in a place where we are just flowing get into that place of flow where we are just releasing all our potential and making our valuable contribution. It tells us no. Fair tells us no. Stop. You can contribute because your contribution is not good or it's not up there with the greats or, you know, you have nothing to offer. Some people don't believe that they're enough. Fair is a voice that speaks to us and it causes us to shut down in order for us to really be able to contribute or to sometimes step out of our boxes into doing something new that causes us to contribute on a higher level. We have to confront fear. So true. And isn't it true that the more afraid we are, the more it perverts our view of ourself, our identity. It just sabotages exactly. how we see the gift that we hold. Suddenly, exactly. then I feel like I'm not good enough. I'll never amount to anything. I can't measure up to Tanel Dickens or anyone else. Here, what I have isn't as good as someone else. And we get in that whole comparison trap thing. Exactly. Exactly. When we are afraid, people are, a lot of people are afraid because they are comparing. Yeah. When we begin to focus on what we are not mm -hmm. and not what we are and who we were made to be, we are, we will function in fear all the time. We have got to look at the greatness that's in us. We have to look at our pros and not just our cons. We all have things that we can work on. That's just a part of who we are. We've all been to places, but you find that the majority of who we are is actually what's good, what's strong, what, uh, what can make a valuable contribution. We are people that are very brilliant. We are people that have gifts and talents, abilities, propensities, things that can be used to change this world. We are solution bearers and problem solvers. And, but those things sometimes when we don't look at it from that point of view, then we become, it's like we shut down. Yeah. And we're not able to use that because we're focusing in the wrong direction. I've learned that when people compare themselves to one another, that either they will see themselves better than someone else or less than someone else. And both ends of that are destructive. 
We can never yeah. see ourselves better than, and we can never see ourselves less than. We just need to celebrate others for who they are and what they carry and discover who we are and what we carry. And each of us become the best version of ourselves. Each of us give our very level best to our world and to each other. And really, comparison leaves when we just focus on being our best <laughs> and uh, exactly. choosing. And then when we do that, we really love love life. And, yes. and so yeah. here I am, I'm a baby boomer and you're a millennial and we both love our lives. It has nothing to do with our age. It has nothing to do with our different skills and abilities. I can never do what you do. Never put me in front of a camera to act. I would not do that. But all you are completely different, but we can celebrate one another so much because of our diversity, because of the unique things that we bring to the table. And that's what makes our world so beautiful. And when we can see that, it unlocks the treasure inside of us. And then we support others and help them unlock the treasure inside of them. And I know you carry that coach's mantle, as it were, and you have such a desire to empower others to be a success. Let me ask you another question. Uh, many have been required to isolate themselves, and I'm sure all of us have experienced quarantine or been quarantined, or we've had to separate ourselves in ways that wasn't something we were used to. We, we couldn't travel like we used to. We maybe have to work remotely, and we've lost some opportunities. Oh, my goodness, did I lose a lot of opportunities in the midst of the global pandemic? But how can we or how do you navigate through that type of season and maintain or regain your momentum? I would say the number one thing to do right now would be to revisit vision. Mm -hmm. Vision. Going back to the drawing board to just look at it again. Sometimes we have to, especially at times where things are very difficult, we need to go back and just look at the vision, go back through it so that you reaffirm to yourself exactly what you are doing all of this for in the first place. Somebody asked a question, and I usually ask it in um, my classroom, I'm doing with purpose, why I say when it's all said and done, what do you want to be known for? Mm, that's good. When it's all said and done, you know, what do you want to be said about you? That's how you're going to know. What do you want people to say that you've done? What, what, what was this all for? What, what's the meaning of all this? So revisiting vision, I believe, is a really, really key thing for us to do when we are going through times like this. I can say practicing resilience, but, you know, part of resilience is, again, having that group of people around about you and reconnecting. Some of us, we don't really even need to look at work so much as we just need to probably pick up a phone and call a friend. Mm-hmm. Human beings need connection. Yes. And so part of what's happened with the pandemic is that we've been, we've been disconnected from our community, disconnected from families, and people are going through depression and, you know, just even having bad thoughts because of a lack of connection. I would say connect as much as you need to. Yeah. When times become very, very, very stressful, we need connection more. Yes. So it's really important for us to reach out. Don't just stay in. Sometimes we think, well, I'm bothering people. No, this is a time to connect to family. This is a time to build relationships that were not, you know, built up. It's a time to really just begin to embrace those that are in your community. Call your neighbor. See how they're doing. I think if we really learn a couple lessons from this pandemic, it will be that we need each other. That is so true. And it's, it's a lesson we should have never not learned previously. 
because that's the very exactly. reason that we do what we do is, <laughs> is relationship, is loving people, is impacting humanity, is valuing others and uh, receiving uh, that in return. I love... Uh, I love the term life exchange. Uh, I love where there is this exchange of life where we give and receive from one another that we'll invest into others and allow them to invest into us. And that's what relationship is all about. And I just think it brings courage to our hearts and it inspires our vision. Um, I was also thinking, did you gain in the midst of this season new strategies where you adopted new ways of doing things? Yes. I would say, well, for one, I also gained some the knowledge of things that I probably didn't notice about myself before that I did notice. So mm. it's beginning to be incorporated into what I'm doing because sometimes we're going so fast that we don't stop to think about what else. Mm-hmm. What, what else? You know, a lot of what I'm doing right now is online. Um, so I'm a lot of the coaching and things that I'm doing is, is generally online that I work with my clients. Um, now I'm having a workshop coming up on November the 27th. So for me, I would say one of the biggest strategies definitely is connecting, connecting with communities, forming groups, because people need each other at this point in time. You know, if you have something to offer, we have to form groups and offer it to people. One of the biggest things I think too, that we really need to look at is, 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 is how are we connecting to people? Mm-hmm. Connection is a strategy. Because you find anyone that was really on their own prior to the pandemic and just doing something in just their corner, they're being forced to be able to network to find out groups that they can benefit from and they can share within. Connection is a strategy, being able to be around people that are like-minded, that probably are within maybe your field and network with them, but also build friendships with them and connect on a greater level, not just by, you know, probably just maybe click like on Facebook, but probably sending a message, say, hey, can we have a, a, a lunch date? Can we have a, a, a virtual coffee? <laughs> Something like that to be able to really network with those that are um, people that we think that we can connect to. So I would say connection is a strategy for this season because as the world opens back up, those that have forged those connections are those that are going to keep yes. forging those connections. And one thing that I've seen is we've been able to cross all boundaries, you know, whether it's nations, whether it's communities, you know, different type of people. I, I know for me, I have developed relationships with people globally that I never would have had the opportunity if we would just kept on doing what we've been doing. And, oh, maybe I lost some opportunities with on-site training, but I gained opportunities with global training and global impact. And so if you really see what is successful, as we've talked about, with relationships, actually, relationship opportunities, for me, have increased. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like you've had greater opportunities in some ways now that you didn't have before? I do. I really, really do. I have connected with a lot of a lot more people than I connected to before the pandemic started because at this point in time you're forced to connect. 
And it's not that you didn't want to before, but like I said, when we are just going through our schedules and doing what we need to do, some things just don't occur until something happens. You know, they say nothing ever happens until something happens. So in the midst of this pandemic, I would say that I've reached out to, I've reached out to a lot of people just being able to connect, being able to just literally sit down and, and share thoughts. I don't think we recognize how important it is for us to have think tanks and masterminds mm. and being whole groups together to, solve, to to create solutions, but just to share ideas. You know, sometimes we go through like we are just in this place where we have our ideas. Other people do have theirs as well, but we're not connecting enough and not just enough, but regularly. We really need to make an effort to connect with individuals more regularly because some of our solutions really do not lie with us only. It lies in the midst of your friend, your neighbor, yes. your coworker, and until you have that conversation, you yes. just will not know what to do. So connection, a lot of times, especially it's like a, a, a coming together of information, it really brings, pro- it causes problems to be solved. You can find, you can get more done with four people than you can just get with one. Sure. We are better together than we are separate. Uh, One exactly. thing that I've learned is that there's three basic relationships we all need to grow and advance. And we can do this remotely as well as in person. But one, we all need to be mentors. And I know you understand that and you're passionate about mentoring. But we all need to be mentors. We all have to be willing to invest into others, but then we all have to be mentored by someone. So we are being a mentee and a mentor. And then the third relationship is to have partnerships where we're really collaborating together and working together so that we together can accomplish more and reach more and impact in a greater measure to help our world and to advance, you know, our why, uh, our unified why, our unified vision, our unified purpose. So partnership is so key as well. So I've learned, uh, Even at my age, I need to be mentored. I've learned that it is so important for me to mentor others and invest into others, but also I need those that I'm going to partner with so we can be better together than separate. Yes, and and that's that's multiplication and compounding at the same time. It's funny how when you are mentored, it speeds up your process. Mm -hmm. When you mentor... It multiplies what you have. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't think people recognize the, 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 the concept of giving. Uh-huh. Giving, sometimes you think it's just, okay, well, I'm going to give a gift, I'm going to give money. That's not what it is. When we even give of ourselves who we are, our information, our knowledge, when we give knowledge, knowledge multiplies. So good. So good. That's right. When we start giving away, we are in awe of what returns to us. And one thing I know neurologically, whatever I speak feeds back into my own brain. So if I encourage you, it encourages me. When I reach out and value you, it generates value in me. And so we, if, if we continually invest into others, it is immediately impacting us for good. You can't do good without feeling good because it immediately impacts our own 
uh, neural memory. And that's a powerful principle. If we, if we would realize that a generous heart is one of the best things we can do for ourselves as well as impact yeah. somebody else. That's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> so is there anything else that you would like to just share with our audience that you feel is so important at this season? Well, I'd like to encourage, we have the holiday seasons come, season coming up, and, you know, there's so many people that have gone through a lot. I think this past about two years, going on to two years, has been one of the most challenging time frames in uh, our, our history. And I would like to encourage those that would be listening to this podcast to really take time. Take time. I know people want to rush back into things that they were doing. They feel like they've lost time and they want to catch up. But I would say take time to sit down and revisit vision. Mm-hmm. Connect with those that are around about you. Connect with your family. It's a good time to connect with family. Connect with friends, men relationships that were broken. Uh-huh. Connect. Make sure you connect so that you can also benefit from those relationships and so that you can pour into those relationships and establish really strong connections. I'd say do that. But I would say the other thing is as you go through your vision and as you make connections, you have to really encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. Do not feed into thought patterns that will cause you to think that what you are believing for yourself, your purpose, that it is not going to happen because that's not true. You really want to really encourage yourself so that you gain hope during this time. So don't give up. Don't give up at all. There's a why. There's a reason for your being. There's a reason why you're here. And you want to feed that and starve any other thoughts that comes to say otherwise. That is so beautiful. And may I share with those listening, this would be amazing woman to get to mentor you. And she has so many ways to be able to do that. So check her out online, check her out on Facebook, the different social media platforms. But this woman has so much to give. Tanel, thank you so much for being a part of the Stop Devaluation Movement. And thank you for generating value in your world. Thank you so much, Dr. Melody. I appreciate you having me on here. It was a pleasure. I want to thank you for listening and encourage you to become a part of the Stop Devaluation Movement. Be sure to like and follow hashtag Stop Devaluation on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and visit StopDevaluation.com for more information and free resources. You can help spread the movement by sharing with others, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and most of all, by living a courageous lifestyle of using your power for good. Go out and value someone today. Your life matters and you can make the world a better place. One word, one choice, one action of validation at a time.